Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, August the 2nd, 2023. It is currently 1.32 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And we have to talk about something that I would rather not talk about. It is one of those situations that is... It's a situation we have to talk about that anyone who's ever gone through the situation, it is one filled with stress, anxiety, worry, a a lot of those things that we've been talking about in the Today's Focus. In fact, I was going to make this a Today's Focus, but then I realized I didn't have the right, the the right intro queued up. But, um, but yes, this is one of those situations that if you've gone through it in any way, some of you have gone through it multiple times and it is, in some ways, it's almost life altering. It is traumatic. It is stressful. It is painful. It is emotional. It is something that you wish no one had to go through. Now, some of you, you may have gone through it multiple times and it didn't bother you. It was kind of like, just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And you just moved on and, and it was easy, but we're, we're going to talk about it. I hope this will be beneficial. I, I debated, do I do this as a podcast or do I try to respond to this email and type everything out? I don't know if I typed everything out, it would capture the emotion. I don't know. I don't know if I could articulate and I don't even know if I have any, I don't even know if I have a good answer, but here's what happened on July the 31st at 5.47 a.m. Central Time. So July the 31st at 5.47 a.m. Central Time, I received an email with this as the title, leaving a church well, leaving a church well. Now, my first reaction, just going to be honest, was like, oh, no, who's leaving my church now? Who's leaving now? All right. Oh, boy. Somebody's emailing me telling me they want to leave the church. Well, here we go. Who's who's gone now? All right. But then I realized, now it says greeting pastor. That really scared me to death. So leaving a church well and greeting pastor, I'm like, this, this is not good. Okay, who's leaving? And then it's just, I, immediately I almost wanted to just close the email and just like, I, you know, I give up. I can't, I can't win. I can't win. I can't win. Because if you've been a pastor, especially if you're a pastor of a small church, when people leave, it's utterly 1000% devastating. It is painful. It is like, there are no words for it. You, you're filled with your own sense of regret. And what did I do wrong? I could have done something better. And, and what, why, why do I, and, or, or, or you really start asking, why am I even trying? Well, why even put forth the effort? What's the point? You work, you work, you work, you work. And when people are done, boom, they just walk out on you. They're just gone. And, and and in some ways, they don't really think about the people left behind. They're just gone. And so if you're a pastor of a small church, it's, 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 it's traumatic. So when I saw leaving a church, well, greetings, pastor, I was like, okay, okay, well, let me, let me run to the liquor store really quick and then I'll finish the email. Okay. Maybe that's a little bit of a hyperbole, but not much. Okay. Um, but here we go. Th- this is how it begins. I'm writing to you with a somewhat heavy heart that after over a decade attending and serving their church, 
that him and his family, his wife, they have decided to leave this church and find another. Now, immediately, I realize, okay, they're not, they're not, they're not talking about my church. This is not, this is not someone telling me they're leaving my church. Okay, so I was like, okay, good, woo, all right, great. I'm like, okay, I feel better. All right, good. I'm gonna turn around and not go to the liquor store today. I'll wait till next week. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm joking. I'm trying. This is a serious subject, but I'm just telling you from a pastoral perspective, this is how I, it makes me feel. Now, so then I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. I know what's getting ready to happen. Oh, they're going to ask me, they're going to ask me questions about leaving. They're going to, oh, now I know what they're going to do. They're going to ask me, how do you leave a church well? How do you leave a church in a good way? And I don't know if I have good ideas about this. So let me just, let me, I'm going to try to take you on a little journey really quick. And then I'm going to try to answer this person and maybe he'll find something in this. All right. Now, obviously I've got two perspectives of this. I have been on the, uh, the church member side and I've been on the pastoral side. I've been the pastor. I've been the church member. As a church member, I've left. I've left in good, really no big deal. Just kind of walked away. No big deal. I've left in explosive, horrible, backstabbing, just an absolute total mess. Okay. It's been horrible. As a pastor, I've had people leave in, I think, a re- relatively decent way. I've, th- I've felt, in some cases, I've felt people just abandoned and just walked away. I felt sometimes people left because they want things their way and they're selfish. And I, and I tend to feel a lot of times people leave and they don't care about who's left behind. They don't care. They don't care about other people's, the other families. They don't, they don't, especially with a small church, because that could be the making or breaking of the church. But they, they, everyone, everyone just tends to be focused on themselves. I've seen people that leave my church well, and I've seen people leave in really messed up ways. And then a lot of times you, see, you hear people leave and then you start hearing the rumblings. Like you get, you, you hear, you know, you hear people talking trash about you. Like they can't just leave and leave. Like if you're going to leave, leave. Just if you're truly over it, then you're over it. Why are you going to continue to bash and talk and talk trash? The people who do that, oh, that, you know what? It's like, it's like if a relationship is over, then just everyone goes their separate ways. You don't need to bash anyone, trash anyone, hurt anyone. Even if you left hurt, just let it go. Just move on. But some Christians can't move on either. So I've seen this go down in bad ways on both sides, on both sides. So here's kind of my, my story. When I became a Christian as a teenager, I didn't really get like, okay, I'm a member of a church. What does that even mean? All right. So like I was, I was a part of a Southern Baptist church when I first became saved. And then I ended up leaving to go become a Lutheran. I don't even really know if there was much discussion. I think I was just like, I'm going to a Lutheran church. I don't even really know there was much discussion. I didn't even think about the impact. Now I was a teenager. You know, the church had, I don't know, 200 people, 300 people. You know what? You know, I, I was, I don't even, if I was giving any money, it was a couple of dollars in the offering plate. In other words, me being there or being missed, I wasn't going to hurt the church in any way, shape or form. And I really wasn't even telling the church to change anything. I was basically like, okay, this is the way you do church. I need something more because I'm not getting the theology doctrine that I want. So I didn't even really say 
I need you to change. It was just really like, well, you do church your way. I'm going to go where it does a different way. And then the Lutherans, I've got liturgy and I've got catechisms and I've got the Augsburg confession and I've got all of this other, I got law and gospel. I got all of these other things. So I just kind of walked away. Then I went to a Lutheran church and then I just kind of walked away from that Lutheran church, went to a different Lutheran church. And then that was great until then I joined the military. And so then I was gone. So that, that I didn't really have much, you know, what does it mean to be a part of a church? I didn't really have much of a, I, I didn't have really any framework, really, really didn't really give me much thought. I, I just kind of went there to learn. I didn't really think much about it. Then when I became, finally, now I, I, there's a lot of other ins and outs and things that happened, but I end up in an independent fundamental Baptist church in Papillion, Nebraska. And that's where I am taught a principle about church membership. I was taught, you never leave the church, ever, until they start teaching false doctrine. You stay loyal. You have a commitment here. You are loyal. You stay here until they start teaching false doctrine. And I was like, amen. You stay committed to the local church. The local church was instituted by Christ. This is the institution in which he seeks to do his work and his mission. The church is of utmost importance. You're committed to the church. You give to the church. You show up whenever the door is open. You're there. You serve. And you're committed. And you don't leave until they teach false doctrine. Oh, man. I was committed to that principle until I realized something. Using that principle, there is no honorable way out. You are trapped because that church will never acknowledge that they're teaching false doctrine. So no matter what the pastor teaches, you have no honorable way out because he's never going to go, oh, you're right, I'm teaching false doctrine, you're free to go. He's always going to think he's teaching correct doctrine, so therefore he'll never say you have the right to leave. Well, then that creates a situation where you stay, 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 even though all the signs say you should be on your way. And then if you do leave, then you're the bad guy. They left because we teach true doctrine. They believe in false doctrine. So you're, you're going to be the enemy. You're going to be the bad guy. There's no honorable way out. And I did not realize that until much later. And then I kind of realized there is, I remember emailing, I think another pastor saying, hey, what do I do in this situation? And they, they told me, there's no honorable way out. It's going to end ugly. And it ended ugly. It was horrifying how messed up that situation was. There was manipulation, backstabbing, lying, just so much of it. A secret meet. The whole thing was just a, it was, I've got no words for how messed up it was. So I reject that theory now that the only time you leave is when a church starts teaching false doctrine because there's no honorable way out. Here's the way I see it now. That, so I, I, I rejected that. So I started changing my philosophy. So when I became a pastor, I took a new philosophy. And that is the door opens both ways. As easy as it is to walk in, it's that easy to walk out. And I'm not going to beg, plead, 
hunt you down. If you want out, walk out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it difficult. I'm not because, because in many cases, when people start becoming unhappy, whether their reasons are legitimate or whether their reasons are illegitimate, it does, once they get frustrated and tired and they, they, they're just, they just start becoming more and more bitter. They become more and more, they just start nitpicking at everything. They, they, that one minute they thought you were the greatest teacher in the world. Now they don't like the way you do this. I don't like the way you do this. I don't like, they don't like you use the same illustration. They just become very frustrated and bitter and they got it. They need to go whether, whether it's a legitimate reason or illegitimate, they just need to go for their own mental health, their own emotional health, health, their own family health. They just need to go. And so to me, if, if they just kind of disappear, I, I, I don't go. I know some of you are going to strongly disagree with my perspective here. I'm not going to hunt them down and plead and beg and try to find out. Now you would think that they would out of respect say something. Many just ghost you and they're just gone. They're just like, you never see them again. You're like, what happened? You have no idea. You have no idea. Now you can try to find out, but then obviously they don't feel comfortable telling you. So do you put them on the spot? I say, I don't, I don't like doing that. I don't like doing like, Hey, where have you been? Like, I don't like, that's like, so that's, that's so controlling, right? So I take my, my view now is, Hey, there's a time you just need to go. You're unhappy. We're not doing things the way you want it to do. We, we're not. And, and, and I've gotten way too many times those phone calls and I hate those phone calls. Typically it's Monday. It's always Monday. It's always Monday. Someone calls you and you know, typically if the phone rings, I hate to say this, typically if a phone rings and it's a church member, here's what you're going to get. They got a problem with you. (laughs) They got a problem with someone else or tragedy has struck. Rarely are you going to get an encouraging phone call. Rarely are you going to get a, a phone call where someone just wants to talk doctrine and theology unless they have an argument with you. Um, and, and, and so typically it, it's a negative thing, but you'll get those phone calls and almost inevitably it goes something like this. Hey, this is what I want. Now they may not say it this way, but this is what it boils down to. Here's what I want. You're not giving it to me. And if you don't, I'm going to leave almost as a threat. And I don't do those threats well. I'm like, well, then go. Because why, if I give you what you want, how come you're not worried about the people across the, the uh, sitting next to you in the pew, right? You just want what you want. What if the people next to you don't want that? Well, why, why do I have to give you what you want? It's so weird the way sometimes this stuff works, right? So um, I, I take it, this is how I feel about it. I think once you realize you're not happy, now, it, it may not be, look, it may, th- I'm not even talking about whether you're right or wrong, but once you realize you're just not happy, you're not content, you're becoming more and more frustrated, you're becoming more and more bitter, you're complaining more and more, you're becoming more and more nitpicky, you're straining at a gnat, you're just, you're just like every, you just have an issue with everything. You gotta go. You gotta go. Whether it's right or whether it's wrong, you've gotta go. Because you're just going to, you're, all you're going to do is be a negative influence on the church. You're going to be a negative influence on the pastor, probably a negative influence on other people who go to the church because you're probably already talking your trash and already bad mouthing and saying things that are negative anyway. And in many cases, you're, ba- you are, and your wife or many cases are, are bad mouthing the church in front of the kids that nothing good is coming from it. 
So if you can go and be free and be happy, then then by all means, go be free and be happy and just stop talking trash about the place you left. Just move on. Just go. Just go. Just go. That that's that's my 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 initial reaction. Now I know that doesn't answer everything, but my I just have much more of a free like the door opens to go out, the door opens to come in. You can come in, you can leave, and I'm not into all the controlling. I know others like you got to sign a church covenant, you got to do this, you got to and to exit, you know, you you basically almost have a debriefing and an exit interview and and you're going to have people knocking on your door and 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 some people think that that's the right way and they look if that's the way you want to do it do so great i just don't like that controlling kind of i don't like that i don't like that i want people to know you're free to go you're free to go you're free to go you're free to go we we live here in west texas there's 200 and what 50 churches and probably a 50 mile radius there's a church on every corner i mean i'm not even joking so go go i always try to tell people if you're going to join this church just know it's not going to be like any other church we're going to do things differently now typically what i get is amen i don't want it to be like other churches until they want it to be like other churches because they always go when they leave <laughs> To churches who do things just like everyone else. So then you're like, okay, whatever. So um, I, I like to make it easy. I like to make it easy. So here's some things I would say. If you're going to leave, here's a couple of things. Do not tell the pastor. Don't contact the pastor on Saturday, Saturday night, or my favorite <laughs> At church, right before you get ready to preach. Oh, I love that one. That's always like, that's pure gold. Like someone will come to you like, hey, can I talk for a second? They take you to the back of the church and they're like, hey, just want you to know, me and our, my family are leaving. What? Uh, thank you. Now, again, in a large church, it may not matter. They may look and like, you're one of... 50,000. Okay, goodbye. You're one of 20. I don't know how a large church feels about it. I don't know. I know for a, a, a small church, all the pastor can think right then is, oh man, this is devastating. Oh man, this is not good. This is not good. We're moving. Like you, you just feel like when you're a pastor of a very, very, very small church, you're just one step away from closing the doors and going home. Now, there's sometimes that small church will build up and you feel like you've got a little bit of room now, right? You can lose a few families and you're okay, but sometimes you're right there on the precipice. You're right there and people just like, peace out and they're gone, man. And then you're just left there going, so what do we do? And you don't know. And and you've got to deal with that nightmare. And it's it's horrible and it's horrible. So just please don't drop that on a pastor on a Saturday night or in between Sunday school and Sunday morning. And don't drop it on them right after Sunday morning worship service. You know, just wait till Monday or, or Tuesday. You know, Monday, pastor's probably already contemplating. The joke is for pastors is you resign every Monday. You want to quit on every Monday. So maybe give them till Tuesday, maybe. I don't know. But Monday or Tuesday is the best. Don't want to go later into the week. Monday or Tuesday, if you're going to tell someone, please tell them on a Monday or Tuesday. I'm begging you. I'm begging. So it doesn't impact their sermon prep. It doesn't impact their preaching. It doesn't impact their teaching. Even if you disagree with their preaching and teaching, have enough respect for that. And not only that, you're leaving, you're leaving people. 
You want them to still get the most out of a sermon they can. You don't want the pastor to be so discombobulated that you you drop it on them. So do it on a Monday or a Tuesday. That's always good. That's always good. That's always good. And then here's what I would say. Sometimes people, they they get ready to leave. They want to go in and try to, like, they're going to make a point. Like, hey, guys, you, you're in the wrong and we're leaving because you're in the wrong. I, I'm not a big fan of going down that way, right? Most likely, you've already had the conversations. Most likely. Most likely. If you've been disagreeing, typically you've let the pastor know. You've asked some questions. It's probably becoming obvious that you now think the pastor is wrong about everything, all right? Whatever the case may be. All right, you've let it, you've let it been said. I just don't think you need to go in and try to prove some point. I don't. I just, I just test my own feelings because typically, I mean, rare, I mean, 99.9% of the time, you're not going to walk in and go, hey, pastor, here's the way I believe about this doctrine. Here's what I believe about this doctrine. And the pastor is going to be like, wow, you're right. Let's change the entire doctrine of this church. You're right. We're going to go with you. Now, in theory, you would like to think, but you've got truth and the pastor is going to want to see it. The point is you don't see eye to eye. Rarely the pastor is going to change his mind because one, not only it would impact the entire church, especially if it's a larger church. Like, what is he going to do? Change his entire doctrine to please you? He's going to end up losing 60% of the church probably the other way. So like there's really a no win situation there. There's really a no win I don't, I don't see you're going to, all you're trying to do is trying to get your point across. Like you're going to try to get in the last word because now you're going to say, here's what you should believe. Peace out. And then he can't address it from the pulpit. He can't, he can't say, <laughs> you, you like, I get the last word in. Okay. Well, like, I don't, I just don't see what that, that's good. I think, I don't think it's valuable. I think you should, if you let someone know, maybe Monday or Tuesday or whatever, you know, how I'm just saying in general. And because I just think it's not fair to do it on any other day. And then just simply say, hey, thank you for all you've done for us. We've appreciated this and we've loved this and we've appreciated this and we love this. But we think, I think it's time to go. I don't, I, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, like, I, like, don't make sure you, you know, you don't make it sound like you're trying to open it up for conversation. Thank you. We've made the decision. We will be leaving on this day. We're going to, we want to leave on a, on a, on a, on a gracious, gracious way. We're not going to cause any problems. We're not going to cause any issues. We're not talking to anybody else. We're just going to go and we're going to find a different church. And we are very grateful for all that you've done. And, uh, Thank you so much. And then that's about it. You just, you know, you just, you make it quick, simple. And if they, if the pastor wants to get into all of the discussions, if they start asking the questions, then you just have to ask yourself, you know, you can say, look, pastor, we've had this conversation about five times, you know, we're in disagreement here. And I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into a, you know, a big thing here. I just want to leave in a gracious way. And you can just try to stop it because, because if the pastor wants to engage in the debate to try to now prove to you that you're leaving for wrong reasons, that's just going to get ugly. I, I just say, avoid that. No, hey, look, we've already had our conversations. You know, I disagree on these things. Thank you. We're going to move on. And we just want to make it as peaceful and as gracious as we can for everyone. And then, then, then you just, you go. And when you go, don't be bad mouthing. Don't be telling everyone why you're going. Don't, don't be. Now, if you've got good close friends, you may say, hey, we've decided to leave. You don't need to get into the reasons why. 
Now they may ask, and if you feel that, hey, there, are, you, if you can do it in a very general way, here there are three major issues that we're leaving for. We're not, we're not here to, I'm not here to badmouth the church or the pastor, but here are the three major issues. Then you can articulate it in a very clear way. If, if you feel you have to, a lot of people may not even ask, but only if you're really push comes to shove. But I try your best to just stop talking about the church and just leave it. Just move on. Now, if you have family, this is difficult now. All right. Now, th- I, I, I will talk to, the parents here, okay, because a lot of times parents make these decisions and they don't ask themselves how it impacts the children. If you got children, you need to stop for a second and go, wait, how is this going to impact my kids? They may have friends there. They may actually love going because they have friends and they like the activities or whatever your church does. You got to make sure you think before you even start telling your kids you're going to leave. You need to start asking yourself, how is this going to impact them? And I know that does that that complicates the situation a millionfold, right? Because you may think we've got to go spiritually. I doubt the kids are going to go, yes, mother and father. We are so glad that you're thinking about the theology and doctrine to put us in a church that's more in line with the proper doctrine. They're going to be like, you're taking me from my friends. And then they're going to start possibly getting negative feelings, not only towards you, they may get negative feelings about the entire church experience. The kids sometimes gets forgotten and these, the parents just like, I, I don't care what that pastor says. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's go. And then the kids are kind of like, okay, well now, all right, we're leaving another church. They, 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 they may not perceive it in a good way. So just make sure you think about the implications it has on the kids and, and, I don't know how you say, how do you address that conversation with them? But depending on their age, you may try to, and if they're young, they're not going to understand the theology. I would say this, don't badmouth the church. Just say, hey, we, we, we feel like we're going to, we're going to try a different church, you know? We're going we're gonna to see what else we can find. And, and we, we're definitely going to want your opinion to tell us what you think. And you can let us know if you like it or if you don't like it. And hopefully you can still maintain the relationship with the kids that they've made friends with so that they can still have the, them coming over and they can go over to their house and you can still have – they can still maintain their friends. Make sure you promise them, hey, you're not going to lose your friends. You know, we're, we're going to – you're still going to see your, your friends. We're going to make sure you have, you know – days where you can see each other. You try to at least assure them, don't really get into all of the issues why you're leaving. The kid, even if it's a teenager, I don't know if they're going to be ready to really understand all of that, depending on where they are spiritually. Maybe if they're really grown spiritually, you can, but try to just you know leave them out of it, but then make it a big deal that, hey, we want you really involved in the net where we go and tell me what you think about it. Because making that church decision, I know you've got to do it for spiritual reasons, but you got to help those kids. Sometimes the kids get forgotten in the whole mess. They just are there one day, next day they're gone. Why? Because mom and dad aren't happy about something. I don't lie. We don't lie. We, we thought that we thought you thought the pastor was good. Yeah, well, the pastor's an idiot now because, you know, he doesn't believe what dad believes. He doesn't believe what mom believes. And now yeah, just 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 be careful with that. Just try to try to make it as as fast, quick painless and silent as possible, right? Just don't turn it into drama and and all of that. Now, you may disagree with the theology. Now, you may be moving forward condemning the theology of the church, all right? That's okay. 
Just don't, you don't always have to mention the church. You can condemn the theology that they're teaching or whatever the case may be. If it's Christian nationalism that's taken over, if it's politics that's taken over the church, you can condemn the politicizing of the church and the Christian nationalism that's entered into the church. You don't have to name the church necessarily. You don't have to talk trash about it. But you still can condemn the theology. If I left a charismatic church, I'd be bashing the charismatic theology to no end because I think it's poison. I wouldn't have to necessarily name my former church. Now, if the former church explodes and falls completely apart, then maybe you can name it. But I just typically it just comes across as vindictive, personal, and petty instead of doctrinal and theological. I think that's important. If you look up articles about how to leave, you'll find things like make sure you have valid reasons. I, see, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that because who gets to determine if the reason is valid? You think the reason is valid. The pastor doesn't think the reason is valid. Look, the thing is, is if here's when it becomes valid, when you just are not going to be happy and content and you're going to become bitter and frustrated and going to church is going to become miserable for you. You got to go, even if your reason is not valid. Right? Even if your reason is not valid at this point, I don't even care if anymore if the people's, I don't even want to know the reason why. Well, just go, just go, whatever. Okay, whatever. Just go. Just be done with it. Just leave. Okay. Because so many times, because a lot of times people will start articulating it and you'll be like, well, you know, <laughs> there's two sides to this story. Okay. You know, maybe you should look to yourself. You know, you know, sometimes you kind of like, uh, but you know, you just let it go. Uh, be honest about your motives and feelings. That's very true. You got to be honest with yourself. Now, are, are you, why do you really want to leave? Because it's not your way. Like, it, is it, is all about you, 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 you. If there's a lot of pride and selfishness and self-centeredness, at least maybe be honest about it. Because there's a lot of self-focus when people typically leave. Um, Affirm the good in the church. I think the main thing is there is just don't. Hopefully there was some good memories. Hopefully there was some good things, and and you can thank the pastor for the good without being fake. And you don't have to just constantly bash about all the bad. Um, resolve outstanding conflicts. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can always resolve outstanding conflicts, but you know, in other words, just leave as peaceable with all men as possible. Don't leave, don't, you may never disagree, you may never agree, but you can, uh, you can leave an agreeable way, right? You know, so do that. Talk with your leaders. I, I do think it's good to at least let someone know that we're not, you're not coming back. <laughs> I do love it because I, I have had that. You're just like, I don't know where those people went. I guess they're never coming back. Now you want, like, do you want to call them? The point is on, on one end, now some people would say as a good pastor, you will call them, but I just, clearly they don't want to talk. So, you know, I want them to feel free, feel free to go. Um, say goodbye to friends. I'm not a big fan of that. Like, uh, do you have to say goodbye to friends because you don't go to the same church? There's people who've left my church who people in my church are still friends with. 
It's not about, oh no, they're still friends with them. And those people, they're not loyal to me. Some pastors are very sensitive about that because they're afraid if the people who left are still friends with people in your church, that sooner or later, they will talk the people in your church to leave. So they get nervous and almost kind of want you, hey, why are you still friends? I'm not like that. Look, if they can talk you to leave, then leave, go. It's that simple. What I, what I want is I want people to want, I want the people there who want to be there. That's what I want. I want people who are happy to be there, want to be there and excited to be there. And if they're becoming not happy, not excited and miserable, then it's probably best to go. And I, and it's sad. I don't want them to go, but, and if other people can talk them out of it, then, you know, Hey, our church is better. Well, maybe your church is, in fact, your church, that other church may be better because I'm, I probably am not going to do things the way people want. And then it says commit to a new church. Yeah, at some point, find a new church and then commit. And just don't be bashing the previous one. If I'm a pastor and someone wants to join the church and they do a lot of bashing of their previous one, I always in the back of my mind go, it won't be long to their bashing mine. When they trash the other, you know sooner or later they're going to be trashing you. Now, maybe I shouldn't think that way, but it's just like, there we go. I've got people who've come to my church. I've got people who are currently in my church who their previous church experience was, it ended horribly. I don't think they've ever said a negative word. I don't think they've ever said one bad thing about it. They've only shown grace and, and humility and not, it ended horribly. Only because I had, had attended that church, was thinking about joining that church before I became a pastor. And so I know it kind of imploded. And so I know some of the story. I don't know all the story, but guess what? I don't care to know all the story and they don't go around talking about it. You know what? I trust them. That, that's a, what, that's, those are people I trust that if they leave me, I feel like they wouldn't be bashing me. And so that's good. But if uh, someone shows up and like, man, blah, 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 you're like, oh boy. Okay, it's it's it won't be long that they're going to be saying they're going to be talking about me. So, commit to the new church. You don't have to bash the previous, and then hopefully you can find a place that is good. Hopefully, there's no easy answers. It's it's a traumatic, horrible experience for everyone involved. It is again, and I don't know how big the church is you're leaving. If it's super small, just do remember, at least consider this, at least think this. That's going to have a massive impact on everyone there. If it's a huge church, probably won't have a massive impact. If it's small, it's devastating. It's devastating to the people left behind. It's devastating to the pastor. Can be devastating financially. It can just be utterly devastating. But people move on and then they're they're good to go. They're all happy. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong for them to go because if they're that unhappy, they needed to go. Just remember you and you leave more than a pastor. You leave other people. And if those other people are committed to that church and you leaving detrimentally impacts that church, you're detrimentally, you're, you're in a detrimental way impacting their family and their children. If it's a large church, it's much more, it's easier. It's easier because you're going to be missed probably in, in some capacity, 
but it may not have the devastating impact that it has. Now, if you were a teacher in any way, shape, or form, and you're leaving, make sure that you're very careful when everyone starts calling you, asking you why you left. Don't turn it, don't turn it into a lesson on the reasons that you left. Just say, you know what? Sometimes as Christians, a, a church goes in a certain direction, and I'm not going in that direction. So we're going to try to find someone more in line with our direction. We're not, I'm not going to badmouth it. I'm not going to say anything negative about it. And I hope things go well for you as you continue to attend and serve and support your church. We can still be friends, but we won't be talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to say it right then, but you can say, like, if, you know, if you're still hanging out, you don't have to, no, because it's not your job now to teach them all the reasons you left. You just leave and leave it as, as peaceable and as calmly as you can. It's, it's devastating emotionally, I think, to a lot of people. I know for I, I know I look at it more from a pastoral standpoint, but when I left as a member, when everything blew up at the at the independent fundamental Baptist church I attended in Papillion, Nebraska, that was emotionally traumatizing. There was literally a part of me at that very moment who almost said, you know what? Forget Christianity and forget church. Or if I'm gonna stay a Christian, I'm never attending another church. And I to be fair, I think I think and this is maybe very bad, but I'm just going to be very honest with my emotions at that time. I think the only reason I found another church is because I still believed that I that I was I was supposed to be in ministry, and that I needed obviously a church to help support, you know, ordain all of that to ministry. Now the previous church did not revoke my ordination or anything. They didn't. So I but I wanted to just get ordained by another church. So I I, I knew I needed another church. Was ordained by the second church. So I was ordained twice. The first one wasn't revoked either, but um, the way it went down so ugly, I don't know why. I mean, the way that they, they treated me like I was a criminal, but uh, you know, that's a whole different story. But uh, it was traumatic. I, if I if I didn't feel a call to ministry, I I honestly think I probably never would have went to another church again. And you can say you're unspiritual and you're ungodly. That's okay. I'm just being honest with you. Churches sometimes become a source of never-ending drama and pain and stress and anxiety instead of just being a place where you show up and learn the Bible. And that's all I've ever wanted it to be. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm very, like on some ways I'm very dogmatic about this is what I believe it teaches, but I also give people a lot of freedom. Like you don't have to agree with me to- completely. I try to give people that freedom. Now, if you're going to argue with me, I'm going to argue right back. If you're going to try to correct me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'll stand my ground. I'm not going to be some pushover, but you can listen to me and take it. And so many times in my preaching, I'm like, well, here's my current hypotheses. Let's work on it. I, I try to allow for that freedom. I, I, I try to allow, but for sometimes it's still not good enough for people. It's still, they're still not good enough. They still, because they, I don't know what people want. It's like, I'm giving you the freedom. I, I may think differently of you, but I'm giving you the freedom, but it, it's just, it's, it doesn't matter. They, they're just going to move on. They, they bell on you and you're gone. So I, I don't know. I try to give people a lot, a wide range of freedom. Right. I mean, like, even if someone holds to charismatic ideas, I got no problem if they're in the church, but they cannot be trying to promote those ideas, bring those ideas into the church or trying to convince other people. Then we'll have a problem. If you disagree with me, that's okay. I got no problem. You just got to be knowing that I'm going to teach harsh against it. You don't have to agree. 
In fact, I don't even really care if you agree or don't agree. I mean, really, I don't. My job is to try to put forth the teaching, put forth the, the principles, the ideas, and, and then say, here, I, I try to give people that freedom. I, give, I, I want people to have the freedom to leave. I want the freedom of people to kind of struggle through their own Christian life and, and trying to figure out things themselves. Now, you may feel like, you may not feel like you have that freedom because that can be very dogmatic, but you have to preach in a somewhat dogmatic way. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. So, I, I, you know, for this family who emailed me, first, make sure husband and wife are on the same page. That's very, 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 very important. Make sure your husband and wife are on the same page because you don't want your marriage imploding because of a church issue. Make sure they are on the same page. Sometimes uh, the husband just makes the decision. And that I, I think, no, it's got to be a husband and wife need to agree that, hey, they're on the same. Why is the husband just making decisions? Oh, he's the spiritual leader. Yeah, but the wife is a human being creating the image of God. She has, I mean, come on, got to think about her as well. Okay, like, you know, come on, I, I'm not a big fan of that. But if both agree, then okay. And then you can't forget the kids. Make sure there's a, try to find the most, Try to do what you can to make that as an easy process. Of course, make it, you know, don't be bashing. Don't cause trouble. There's no reason to going out with some huge argument. Try to be respectful, peaceful. Leave as quietly, quickly, silently as you can. And then just move on and don't, and just let it go. And just really let it go. Make sure there's no bitterness and, and frustration. Just let it go. Let it go. And as a pastor, you've got your own things to struggle with because you can be frustrated. You can be irritated. You can be, bo- you can be bothered by it for a long, long time. There's, there's, there's ways things have gone down for me that have bothered me for a long time because I felt like it was not fair the way they handled it. Or, they're all, or they make some weird accusation. Like, I mean, I've had weird things like, you don't preach the gospel. I don't even know what that means when I've, I've bent over backwards my whole life to teach the, do- the gospel over and over and over and over. Justification by grace alone through faith alone. Imputed righteousness, not infused righteousness. Like, uh, but it's, sometimes people don't have a, like sometimes I just wish people would say, you know what? I just don't like the way you teach and I just don't like you anymore. Just be b- bold face. But, but people, we always have to, sometimes we have to sometimes spiritualize our reasons so that we create the narrative where we're the good guys. And we're leaving for good reasons and honorable reasons, and they are the bad guys. Now, sometimes maybe there is a, a legitimacy to that narrative that you really are leaving because you believe they're teaching horrible false doctrine. Sometimes it's just more a personal thing. You're just mad because I won't preach the way you want me to preach or do things. You don't want me doing this. You don't want me doing that. And it's personal. Just, just, just say it's personal, you know? Just say, I don't, you can, I mean, you can just, just, or just say, I'm just leaving. And I don't really, in, in most cases, I'm never going to ask why in the first place. But we always have to create this narrative. Now, I'm not saying the person in the email is creating that narrative. I'm just saying in general, I'm just trying to give general principles. Some of these principles are not specifically mentioned to the email. So to the emailer, don't think everything I'm saying is making some assessment or judgment on you and your situation. I'm just using it to talk about this in a more general way. But it's a horrible thing. It's a stressful thing. I hope you can find a church where you can be at peace. You can enjoy it and you can learn and you can grow. Leave as peaceably as you can from the other. Don't burn any bridges. 
And at least I know for me, people leave. As easy as they leave, they can come back. And I don't make it a big spectacle. I don't like, well, now did you realize? They just come walking right back in. And I've had people who basically dropped out and then they come back. And I, it's just, that's fine. I don't make a big deal out of it. I don't make it spectacle. You just, fine. Welcome back. Let's move, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. How to leave a church well. The main thing is to try to do so well. Grace, gracious, calm, not all the division, not all the drama, not all the pain. And hopefully you can find another place. I know that this is not answered the question really well. I don't have, I don't have any easy answers. Don't do it. You know, I've given you some. Don't do it on a Sunday. You know, don't do it on a Saturday or a Sunday. Wait till Monday or Tuesday. Make sure you and your wife are in agreement. Try to think about the kids and how to do that. Don't go in trying to just get the last word in. Just let you know, honestly, thank you for all you've done and leave as quietly. Don't bash the church. And when you leave, leave. Just stop talking about the church, the church that you left. Just let it go. The relationship is over. Move on. Don't be like one, you know, still talking about your ex 15 years later. If it's over, it doesn't sound like it's really over. Okay. It does sound like you've moved on. Move on. I wish I had something profound to say. I just hate that this is the reality of Christianity is there's always these divisions that take place and these differences. And, and I think sometimes churches just decide that they're going maybe in a more political, Christian nationalism kind of way. And, and well, I know this. If I was there, I wouldn't be able to stick around. So, I, you know, I'm, maybe I would have some conversations with the pastor. Maybe I wouldn't even be much, much more debate with the pastor. I'd probably just, I, before I got ready to leave, I would just ask questions. So we becoming more political you kind of leaning towards a more political view of things. And if he says, yeah, I'm becoming more political and maybe a little bit of Christian nationalism. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for telling me. And we'll be departing the premises and uh, no hard feelings. Thank you for all that you've done. And then you just, you know, I, I would I'd be asking those questions. If that's the clear direction that they're going, if that's the case in any church, because right? that's where I could not handle it. The, politi- the politicizing and the Christian nationalism, I would not be able to tolerate for a second, or charismatic. You brought in anything charismatic, theologically related, or political, or Christian nationalism, I'm gone. I'm gone, 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 gone. And I would hopefully do so in a correct way. When I was young, maybe not so much a correct way, but I was taught that the only way I could leave is if they taught false doctrine. So then you got to sit there and fight with them about the doctrine, trying to convince them they're teaching false doctrine so that you can leave. And, And then you realize there's no honorable way out. And then it just lands ugly. And then People get hurt. And then you live with the scars for the rest of your life. Try to leave your church that nobody has any scars. The people you leave and you and your entire family. It's peaceable. It's a good thing. And hopefully it will be a fun adventure visiting new churches, seeing how churches do things. And hopefully the family will have fun in the adventure, and it won't be stressful, hopefully. All right.
you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Hopefully, I straddled the fence really good there, trying to show you the pastor's perspective, the, the church member perspective, all the difficulties and struggles and frustrations. And uh, if you have any questions, email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. I need food, and I've got to get ready to go to church tonight and hopefully do something valuable in the book of Jeremiah. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.